Okay, welcome back to FutureBone. Uh, this, in this episode, we will talk about our energy efficiency program. Uh, and as you may recall, uh, for KCC, the centerpiece of our strategy is to improve efficiency and to cut the carbon footprint of our business. And we do this because we believe it's right and because we believe it will improve our competitive advantage and our profitability in the long term. So our starting point is that we have a fleet that due to the flexibility of the ships and efficiency of operation, achieve a much lower carbon footprint per ton transported through the efficiency of operation. And then we are going to talk about in this episode how we are going to move ships through water by using less energy. Mm. And here today I'm pleased to have Martin Mottum, who is head of uh, projects and business transformation mm. in Klavner's uh, ship management, working more or less exclusively for KCC. Yeah. So, Martin, talk about what is what is actually your job. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, the KCC fleet is extremely efficient in transporting cargo, and we are looking at um, how to make the vessel even more efficient. And that is quite a big task because there are a lot of energy consumers on a vessel. And uh, we can have a little bit of a look on that today and, and explain how we are systematically going through and trying to improve where we can improve. So let's start up, Martin. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about this program we have started up. We raised money uh, uh, money last November, yeah. $25 million exclusively uh, dedicated to this program. Yes. So tell us more about what we have been doing and what we're going to do in the near term. Yeah. Um, this is uh, how we are structuring the possibilities uh, on the vessels we, we have. Um, it is quickly um, divided into four main categories uh, where we see that we have potential of cutting uh, on emissions and improving the efficiency. So uh, on the first box, it is improving the technical and operational systems on board. These I would describe as uh, systems that the, the crew uh, is using actively. It is uh, uh, how to improve the weather routing. Uh, we are uh, looking into using more advanced algorithms in order to, to get the best possible uh, voyage uh, choices. We are looking into uh, changes in the engine room, improving the efficiency of, uh, of uh, auxiliary systems, such as oil filtering, LED lights, uh, replacing old uh, floodlights. Uh, we are using uh, VFDs wherever we can. And all these uh, smaller improvements. What is VFD for, for, you know, for non-technical people? Uh, it is uh, when, when we run uh, power on the system on board, it is driven by uh, electricity. And uh, VFD, uh, it uh, reduces how much power you need to drive a unit. So every fan we have, the rudder, everything, it is going through a VFD. So it saves power and not using the full blast to, to run a system. So it's, it's, uh, it's a simple way to, uh, to get the, the energy use. Thanks. Uh, so I guess um, there is a lot of stuff happening here and uh, it is really exciting to see. And um, uh, we are also seeing how we can utilize the data we get from the KCC tonnage into many of these initiatives. That is quite uh, quite interesting. Um, jumping maybe below the engine room, um, we are looking at how to improve the interaction between hull, propeller, and rudder. 
there we also see some uh, quite interesting savings. So what we are doing uh, on our vessels is to roll out uh, these systems on all of the suitable vessels. So one example is the Becker Muse duct. Uh, that is helping the flow into the propeller. And you see that on the, on the, on the drawing. Yeah. So what it does is that it, it helps the flow to, um, to hit the propeller blade optimal. So the effect of the propeller is improved. And this is actually a, a technology that has been around for many, many years. But that technology is improving uh, using more and more um, complex hydrodynamic tools. And uh, three, four years ago, we were not able to, to see any savings on our hulls. But now with the, with the improvement from the makers, we are now seeing uh, devices that will actually benefit us. And this we are rolling out to, to all KCC vessels. And we are actually installing it on Barracuda uh, next week. So it's quite interesting to see the, the savings. And Barracuda, that's the second clean ship delivered. Yes. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's interesting to see it's, uh, it's a two-year-old vessel and we're already seeing ways to improve it coming from a quite uh, energy efficient design. And then um, we also have the propeller boss cap fin that is only suitable for a Kabel 1 vessel. We are also rolling that out. All Kabel 1 vessels will have that installed um, um, within the next year. The Kabel 1 vessel, that's the oldest ships we have. We yes. have five built between 2001 and 2007. Yes. Yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's quite interesting to see that it makes sense from also, of course, it makes sense from an um, environmental perspective, but also for a financial perspective to invest in 20-year-old tonnage with these uh, technologies. Um, and then lastly, we have um, to reduce friction. Uh, when we move a vessel, uh, and our vessels are always fully laden, <laughs> 70 to 80% of all the energy we consume is due to friction. It is the resistance between the hull and the water. It's, um, it's a significant, uh, energy, uh, source and we are doing whatever we can to reduce that friction. Um, so here we can see some of the uh, initiatives. Uh, we can start on my side. It's the, it's the anti-fouling. Uh, we are applying uh, advanced silicone anti-fouling, and we are seeing uh, savings from that. Um, we are also exploring uh, uh, something that's called a welding seam fairing. Uh, it is basically smoothing all the imperfections on the welding seams on the hull. So you can imagine that just a small welding seam, it may only be three to four millimeter on the side of the vessel. When you're smoothing over that, the, the savings are quite uh, interesting. That, that's quite a lot of uh, welding seams on a big ship like yes. ours. How, how, how many meters and, and uh, how is, I mean, is it? Uh... Yeah, our vessels are built into 24 blocks that are welded together. So sure. every block will have a welding seam uh, to, um, uh, between each block. And when, if the vessel is fully laden, as we always are, it's 14 meter draft and the vessel beam is uh, 34 meter. And then you have another 40 meter. So you have many meters for each welding yeah, seam. Yeah, and then yeah. you have 24 of them. So it's, I believe it's close to one and a half kilometer of a <laughs> welding seam. So if you just smoothen that, uh, it is, uh, it makes all the sense. And we are also uh, together with, uh, with the supplier, uh, developing this, uh, procedure 
and that will also be tested out on more vessels uh, this year. Um, the, sh uh, the ship shave, uh, it's also a pioneering solution. What we see, and I think a lot of deep sea owners are seeing the same, is that uh, we are subject to fouling because we are trading in, in a hot, uh, warm climate. And there is an issue of removing um, growth on the hull. Uh, you're not always able to do it because the service is not offered in every port in the world. And there are also uh, dangers in introducing foreign species across the world. This uh, ship shave, it's quite interesting because here we are able to self-clean the hull when we sail. And uh, this is a pioneering invention made by a Norwegian company. And we are uh, rolling that out on four of the KCC vessels. And we are using it when we are not able to get the proper hull cleaning. And we see that there is a need of hull cleaning. Tell us, we have been working quite closely with this startup company since yeah. they introduced the idea. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how we work together with this type of surprise. Yeah, um, it's uh, very motivating to see uh, bright people come up with new ideas and, and we in Clownless would like to, to help uh, developing it. Um, this idea, uh, we were the first one to try it on a deep sea vessel. It was during COVID, so it was remotely done. The, the crew had to learn it, the crew had to investigate it. Uh, and they did a massive job. Um, we have, uh, of course, uh, failed. Uh, some of it was destroyed by hard barnacles, uh, but we get the uh, uh, resupplies and, and testing it again. Uh, but we do see interesting uh, effects. The captains on our vessels have faith in it. We are now tested it uh, on a vessel before it went into dry dock. We are seeing that it is reducing the imp uh, impurities on the hull. So, but uh, it's still under development. But it could save uh, could save some tons of fuel here and there. And then uh, maybe the last one, uh, the air lubrication system. Um, if you go back, back again, the, uh, the last one is the air lubrication system. Um, this is an old uh, idea. Uh, you can imagine how little friction there is between air and water. That's almost no friction compared to uh, water and uh, and steel, which a hull is made of. So the idea is to to lubricate the flat bottom of the vessel with air and sail on the carpet in a way. So that is something we are now pioneering on a vessel, and we'll install it uh, in Q1 uh, next year. So you say it's a magic carpet? It's really? a magic carpet. Yeah, good. Uh, it is. Quite complex. It is a pioneering solution. Uh, Claveness will be the first one that introduced this to this kind of vessel, and we are also together with uh, the maker uh, optimizing the design of the system to make it also more uh, financial and and uh, and also cheaper on the OPEX to run it. And uh, we expect uh, also considerable savings from this technology. So it will be extremely interesting to see how it works in in real life. So Martin, you have gone through roughly what we have been doing. It's in total 12 different initiatives. Yes. So what do you expect we can achieve uh, on the older ships and the newer ships from what we are, what we have uh, on the process of rolling out? Yeah, um, we, we are, mod uh, we are uh, of course, monitoring everything we do. And we, we try to understand also how each of these uh, contribute. Uh, we made a bench line that we are following. Um, before we introduced this large program, uh, uh, and until now, we are seeing um, savings 
of, uh, of between uh, 10 and 15% when we introduce all of these technologies so far. And what's interesting is to see that also on the, on the older vessels, we managed to get considerable savings and also quite a quick payback on these initiatives, <laughs> which is, uh, is, is quite uh, interesting to see. And then if we're lucky, we can stretch it to 20% on the new ships. On the new well. ships with this shaft generator, uh, with the silver stream, yeah. uh, air lubrication, um, we shouldn't be shy on, uh, on searching for those kind of numbers. Yeah. So, um, so looking ahead, I mean, we are, oh, this, uh, what's the next step? Because we are always, yeah. you're always looking to find new bright ideas and new, new, uh, initiatives that could work. Yes. Um, Going forward, uh, we have to go back in time to where wind was the, the solution and uh, was the, the, the energy uh, on the vessel. Uh, the thing is that when we now, we talked about reducing resistance, we talked about optimizing flow, or we talked about uh, reducing energy consumption on the, uh, on the vessel. Uh, as more as you optimize these pain points, there are less and less um, to gain. So then, okay, how to benefit from the energy around the vessel, which is wind, to reduce the need from the main engine. And then wind comes into, come into play. We see a lot of technologies emerging uh, just the last two, three years. Uh, many players in the market. Uh, wind will be a uh, part of future shipping. I am convinced. And, um, this is also something we, uh, are looking closely into, uh, retrofitting on existing tonnage. And it will definitely be a part of the, of the new building, uh, design plans to, to allocate space and systems, uh, to, um, to onboard wind. So what is, looks the most promising? I mean, it's, uh, Partly it's uh, what has the biggest effect and partly how, how can it fit on our ships that are quite busy on deck? Yes, um, the KCC tonnage, it's, it's a crowded deck. It has uh, all of the gears of a tanker and all of the equipment of a, a bulker. So it's not that much space left, but uh, we do see uh, solutions where we could introduce these wind uh, systems. And uh, for a new building, we would uh, have even more... Uh, more space and more opportunities. Uh, which of these systems that will be the winner in the future? I don't think anyone are sure, mm -hmm. but I think our job is to, to be on top of it and to, uh, and to try a little and, and, uh, and learn along the way. So how, how does this, the, the work I've done on our existing fleet, how does that impact the way we're going to build the next generation ships? I mean, yeah. we, in case of C, we target uh, at some stage over the next years to contract a new series of ships yeah and and how what's the what can we learn from what we do yeah um i think when we uh, we are in the position where we are designing the asset from from scratch so we have all the opportunities to introduce all of the technologies that we see suitable um and i think uh, the next generation of uh, of kcc tonnage will be designed from from start of with everything we learn from the existing tonnage, and it will definitely be a, a extremely efficient vessel. Every ton mile uh, saved will be uh, introduced into the base design. Um, I, I don't know exactly how it will look, but we will definitely 
make uh, alternations on how the vessel looks today in order to be even more utilizing these these measures. I think I think the uh, I guess Martin the, the idea that you know we're starting up with a 30-40% advantage yeah. of our trading yeah. and, the, and the, the flexibility of our ships. Yeah. And then you can add maybe 20% or maybe even more yes. improvements in, in further efficiency, uh, energy yes. efficiency initiatives. Yeah. And suddenly you are at 60% improvement compared to the current ships when yes. it comes to fuel consumed per ton transported. Yes. It translates into 60% lower carbon footprint yes. than the standard ships. Yeah. And of course, that's a great starting point when you go to an, to the next generation of zero emission fuels yes, exactly. that cost maybe three times as much as the current fuel. Yes. So I think that's... Um, yeah, you're perfectly right. And uh, what is um, delaying the introduction of zero emission fuel, in my opinion, is the vast need of energy from a ship. Mm. Uh, a ship needs a lot of energy. But if you're able to reduce that energy need, the the step to zero emission fuel will be less and it will come quicker. So I guess, Martin, it's right to say that, you know, we have started a journey. We yeah. have a lot to learn uh, and we're using a lot of resources on it. And we are going to get there mm. with your help. And it's very exciting. Yeah. So thank you for joining. Thank you.